wait, wait, Jeff, please stop. Okay? I think it's important that we stop right now. I want you to think about what you just sang. Do you know the words that you just sang? Let's look at these words and say those together at the top of the page. Assist my soul, too apt to stray, a stricter watch to keep. Now, wait a minute. Did you sing those words? No, not yet, but you will eventually. What I want you to think about is simply this. That when you and I sang those words, we were actually singing a prayer. A prayer we were asking God to keep watch over our spiritual condition. Amazing, isn't it? Since God loves to answer our prayers, how would you like God to send this message to you? Would you like God, in fact, to send you texts to remind you that you have a tendency to stray away from him? Or would you instead like to have weekly emails? Maybe you'd like to have a drone come over and drop a message in front of you with some kind of a sign, some kind of a directive. Or maybe an instant message. Maybe a, a Snapchat. Or maybe you'd like God to give you uh, some kind of a message in a dream and, and warn you to help you to see once again what's going on in your life. Now, did you get the reason, though, why you ask God to help you, to give you assistance? Assist my soul. It's too apt to stray. Yes, assist your soul, assist my soul, because it has a tendency of wanting to stray away from what God would, in fact, want us to do. In fact, what we're really saying is we would rather have things done according to our will rather than according to God's will. And so it is. It's a confession that we just sang. The good news for every one of us who is a baptized child of God is that because God has claimed us to be his own, forgiven us our sins in thankfulness to him, we want to do good. We want to do his will. We also want God to help us understand that he truly we know he truly loves us and cares about us. And he's concerned about our spiritual welfare. So you actually want to be told when you have wandered from the truth. Just as you want your doctor to give you the truth. Tell you straight. If you have cancer or some other medical disease that's life-threatening. So you've asked God to help you in this hymn. Some more good news for you today is that I'm standing here today as your pastor. I'm an answer to your prayer. 
Now, before you start thinking to yourself, well, you certainly have a high opinion of yourself, don't you, Pastor? I would like you to consider this. God called Ezekiel in our Old Testament reading to be a watchman. He wasn't the kind that walked around on the top of the walls looking for invaders to come. Nor was he that kind of watchman who was to keep a sharp eye out for anybody who was trying to sneak in through the gates after the city gates had been closed. No, he was called to be a watchman. A watchman over the spiritual conditions of God's people. Notice what Ezekiel was told by God. So you, son of man, I've made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, a wicked one, you shall not surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from his way, that wicked person shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. I, like every pastor before uh, like every pastor you've ever had, including Pastor Bodine, also have a call to speak God's warning to you. God has appointed me to warn you when you depart from his ways. I've been called to tap you on the shoulder and to warn you when you get off track. When I see you turn to things as idols, such as sports, or patriotism, or money. Whenever I see you deal unjustly with someone, to steal from someone, or defraud them, or live unfaithfully with your spouse, or whenever you post on Facebook, or Snapchat, or other social media that go beyond God's love. Oh, and when you get yourself in such trouble that you cry out in despair and pastor, you say, there's no way out of this mess that I've made. It's my responsibility to share with you that's not true. God doesn't enjoy seeing you like this. God wants you to turn from your sin and turn back to him and live. God has called me, in fact, to share that love of God to you. Now, there's more to this watchman job God has called me to do, to pull you aside, pull you aside even when you think that all the good that you've done, all those good things you've done are like a credit balance so that when you do turn away from God, when you do mess up, that you can just pull off some of this good credit and make it right with God. You won't hear me console you by agreeing with you that as far as God is concerned, the past that you've done outweighs the bad. My job is to keep you from falling into that kind of flawed reasoning. Maybe you can make up for some wrong that you've done with a family member or with a friend, but you can't make up for it with God. You can't compensate for your sins. 
On the other hand, there is good news for you. If you're one who's messed up your life and you listen to my words of admonition from the Lord because they are the Lord's words, not mine, and you repent, turning back to Christ, you will receive his forgiveness and you will live. The bad that you've done has been paid for by Jesus. That's what forgiveness is all about. Well, of course, that's pretty much my work. That's my responsibility as a watchman. That's how I'm an answer to your prayer. But please don't think it's easy. It's no simple task in this moral climate in which we live. Your old nature wants to be free. It doesn't want to be held in by anyone. It resents being boxed in. It resents being shown its faults. It wants you to ask yourself, does our pastor really think that he's better than me? And the truth is, some people do get angry when their pastor confronts them with their sinful behavior. And there are people who leave the church as a result of that. But consider this. Just as God addressed Ezekiel as son of man, I too recognize I am a mortal, human, sinful individual just like you. With those words, he reminds me that I face the same temptations, the same sins, the same rebellions that you do. That's why I have to remember that the words I speak as words of warning are not mine. The words are God's. I don't come to you as a person who's holier than thou. I don't come to put myself in your place. I come only as the messenger. In addition, God reminds me that when I am afraid or I am in awe of you, that I'm too afraid to call you out on your sin. He's going to hold me accountable for your faith. When they are able, road crews will indeed put up signs like these when there are floods or heavy downpours. They will try to direct people to an alternate route where they can travel safely. But if a road crew doesn't put up these signs and cars drive through deep water that it causes them to float away or for drivers to drown, those who survive can easily and rightfully say, why didn't they warn me? On the other hand, if the drivers see the sign and they still go through and follow that road, 
we can simply say, well, that's their problem, right? I warned them. Well, it's not quite that simple, is it? If you are a person who is working on the road crew and you see somebody go through and get in trouble, you don't simply say, too bad, I tried to warn them. No, in fact, you will do what you can to try to save them. Well, I'm here today and tomorrow to warn you about the dangerous spiritual conditions. And there's more, obviously, to it than that. I'm called to point you out the predicament in which you find yourself. The Lord said, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. That's what the Lord says in our text. The way out is not to try to do better. The way out is not to try harder to do the best that you can. No, I'm calling to urge you not just to turn away from your sin. I am here to encourage you to turn to someone. Someone. God has called me to point you not to the Son of Man that God referred to Ezekiel as, but the Son of Man who came in our place. His name is Jesus. He came in human flesh to face the same temptations that you and I face as mortals. Only he succeeded in resisting where you and I have failed. He kept God's law perfectly so that he could, in fact, take our sins and die for them on the cross. The Son of Man, according to Luke, did not come to be saved but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. His obedience and willingness to die for our sins is credited to us as his righteousness for us. And we're going to see more about that in the weeks to come. He did more by giving up his life for us than anything that we could ever do in our lives. All of the benefits that he obtained for us on the cross are given to us in the waters of baptism. For when we were baptized, God claimed us and God forgave us and the Holy Spirit works in us each and every day to let us know that we are loved and we are forgiven. As we remember we are baptized children of God, we can turn away from our sins and turn back to God. Nothing we could ever say or do could ever keep God from being willing to forgive us. So I'm here as a watchman to point you back to Christ. Should I find you depressed over your sins or discouraged over your attempts to live a godly life for him? Television public service announcements urge us to know the warning signs of a stroke. These warning signs are also given to parents, to children, and others to spot so that they might be able to help someone when they are in need. In a similar way, I serve as a watchman called to be one who speaks God's alert signs for you, that you may indeed know 
when you have strayed, that you indeed may know of God's love and his forgiveness. For God wants all of us to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth and live in his peace, his forgiveness, and his love. And to share that good news, not only among ourselves, but also with those who do not know. May God, by his grace, power, and love be with us now and always. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes our human understanding, guard and protect us in the Christian faith unto life everlasting. Amen. We continue by singing the last two verses of the hymn. 